You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. Hello, and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. My name is Sam Brager, the Outreach Coordinator for the Utah Lake Commission and your podcast host. In today's episode, we are talking about ice stacks at Utah Lake. If you've ever been down to the lake during the wintertime, you've had a lucky chance to see the ice forming in stacks. And it can be quite the sight to see if you're there while it's actually happening. But even after the fact, there's some really beautiful photos that come from these ice stacks. So in today's episode, you'll hear two different individuals being interviewed. Uh, The first is Wesley Aston, and he is a great photographer, been doing this at the lake for a long time, Um, actually got some really great work including he actually had a time lapse that was featured on Bing. Uh, that's a Microsoft search engine a couple years back. Uh, he's actually won some some of our uh, photo contest prizes before too. And then a second individual you hear uh, being interviewed is Jared Thomas. And Jared is a, he's new to photography, he actually started just three years ago, um, but already made a lot of great accomplishments, especially in the area of the ice stacks. So we talk about where to go, when to go, uh, great recommendations on having a good experience to go down and see the ice stacks or photograph them while you're down there. So listen in to our conversation with Wesley and Jared. We're doing a, a series on the podcast right now about different types of winter recreation that you can do at the lake. So like we did an episode on sailing, we did one on ice skating, uh, we've done a variety of them. And so this one's kind of just a little bit different for people that they can either just go and enjoy or can take photos of the ice stacks that are down at the lake. Right. And I just saw, who was it just shared? I don't know if it was your, no, I don't think it was you. It was somebody else shared on social media this morning that they've been finding ice cairns out on the (laughs) ice. Oh, nice. Apparently some people have been stacking up pieces of it. Like it didn't look like big, like maybe two, three times the size of a basketball at most. Like, it was pretty small. Oh, God. Nothing yeah, massive, I mean, that's but... it. Like, I went out uh, when they were, you know, the Christmas dark and in the other night, and tons of people are out, even just on the ice, out of vineyard. Oh, just sure. Messing around, you know? So, it's like, as they get out there, they're, who knows what they're doing? Make some stacks. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a little, um, saw an ice fort one time that somebody made, like, a little ice glue. No way. An ice and fort? Then, yeah, so it was just, I think it was at uh, American Fork Boat Harbor a few years back. I mean, but is this like, what, like this, like how big was this? Like a couple of feet was, by a couple of feet wide or yeah, like? Yeah, like you could, you could probably squeeze inside of it. Interesting. I yeah, so. <laughs> I wouldn't have either. You don't want to get stuck or something, right? Or the ice break know, underneath especially you. Especially depending on how thick that is. You're sure. Gonna, um, you know, you don't want that falling on you, so. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Well, that's, yeah, there's been a lot of cool stuff I've seen. So That's cool. That's cool. Now, I, I would be remiss if we didn't mention early on here in our conversation uh, your a time-lapse video at the American Fork Marina that went, I wish I could call it viral, but that was up on the, the Bing homepage. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so, um, so talk more about that, that experience. That was a couple of years yeah. ago, wasn't it? Yeah, so that one a few years ago just got up. I actually asked a friend if he wanted to go out and shoot time-lapses with me, and he ended up not going. And I went anyway and got there before the sun was even up because I wanted to get a good sunrise time lapse. And as I got there and pulled out of the truck and you could hear the ice hitting the side before you could even see anything because it was still dark. Sure. So I got my flashlight out and then went over to the side and you could see the ice going by and it was pretty cool. So I set up and shot a couple of different time lapses. But yeah, I've put one on, uh, actually I put all of them on different various stock sites. Mm-hmm. And Bing bought one of those ones off a site called Nimia, and there it was. Somebody notified me one day, going, "Hey, uh, your bat, your your video is of the background of Bing." 
that was pretty awesome to see. So yeah, I remember. Uh, so it was, it was during the time I was here. I think it was maybe winter of 2016 to 17, even. Yeah, I maybe 2017 to 18 at latest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was just a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember cool just because you're out there by yourself and nobody else is around and you got this amazing stuff going on. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I remember sitting in the office. I was checking on social media and stuff for the lake, and somebody messaged us. They're like, "Hey, go check out this video. It's on Bing." And I was like, "What? What, what is this?" And I was like, "What's Bing?" And I had to like yeah. figure out like, "Oh, that's Microsoft search engines." Like, not exactly. not everybody knows that. I didn't know that. I, I grew up on Google, right? Yep. But when we I'm got ready. there and saw it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, Utah Lake is on Bing's homepage." I know it was pretty awesome to see when it's something local and even better that, you know, something I shot. That's pretty cool to see. Yo, for, of course, I'm sure with yours. I mean, like for us, I guess we were just really excited with that one because that, that is an international audience that is seeing how beautiful Utah Lake is really yeah, and seeing the exactly. good that it has to offer. So we were, we were super stoked. In fact, I think I actually did like a, a screen. I either took a screenshot at least, if not like a screen recording of like my desktop with Bing search opened showing that it was on there <laughs> yeah I, I did the same thing because i was like i gotta have this because it was there i think it was only on for like 24 hours but. yeah yeah it was pretty it was pretty short i think maybe two days at most it was pretty yeah. short-lived unfortunately but they probably rotate through that thing quick if they're anything like google they got to try and keep with the times yep, yep they got to keep it fresh so yeah. that's something i would love to do is you know utah lake's got such amazing different views and so many different things going on on it and i'd love to capture something like that and see it again on being or even anywhere honestly <laughs> sure sure totally agree with you there so i mean that's got to be one that at least that i'm aware of that's kind of a crazy experience or a cool experience you've had with the ice stacks and stuff out there but tell me any other you know cool memories been, or experiences out there there's been quite a few different things i've probably you know i've been looking back through some of my old photos trying to find some from years ago it was probably about 10 years ago I was driving the the road around the airport where you can't now, but the very far southwest corner of it, my wife and I were out there with our truck and came to a roadblock. And I'm not sure how far high the water levels are from the top of that road. Usually it's still, I think at the highest, it's still like at least five feet down. Mm-hmm. But we came to a roadblock of a 10-foot pile of ice on the road. Whoa. So that tells you how much it has just pushed up and they were big blocks too. They're probably, let's say like eight to 10 inches thick. Oh really? That's, and, that's and super thick. Up like 10 feet high on the road. Wow. That's, and that's this, crazy. And the sad thing is I, I have got a few photos that I can find, but I don't remember when I took it and I want to find my original. Oh, so darn. I'm, I've, I've got many backups, but I've been going through, you know, major backups to find this. Cause I'm like, that was an awesome time. Why do I not have that? Like, all over the place. <laughs> but it was just cool just because, you know, a weird pheno- uh, phenomena that we're driving up and it's like, what's this big pile of white? And it was in springtime, so there wasn't much snow on the ground. So the lake was thawing out and starting to break up. And you just saw this huge pile of white and we got up to it. And I was like, that's ice. Holy moly, what is this? Yeah, I know. That we, I've seen some historical photos, I think, from like back in like the – this may have been like after the 83 flood or something when there was a lot of water in the lake. But uh, there was actually, a, I think it was a state park ranger out on Pelican Point, I think it was, maybe in the okay. photo on the west side. And uh, anyway, I, I'd have to check, I'd have to verify the story, but somebody was telling me that uh, the photo shows how big it is, but then the next photo is his truck actually got damaged because the ice flow shifted. And Whoa. like he was parked so close, it like dented in the car or something. It's like taller than his truck. 
So it was kind of crazy to hear. And I know my first winter on here in winter 2016 uh, in Vineyard, just off uh, Vineyard Beach, right up on the north end there by Linda Marina. Yeah. Um, I was out probably late in the season too. It was probably like February or something. And there were like 15 feet tall ice stacks just like floating just offshore. And it was like a little bit of water. I only had some muck boots on, I remember, because I was so disappointed that I like it was just getting deep enough that I couldn't get out there without getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and I didn't have any waders. Yeah, I've seen it like that out there a few times um, where it's out there a ways that, you know, waders are great to have, even just rubber boots. This time of year, I need to just keep more winter gear in my vehicle because you never know. You just might drive by and see something cool. And it's like, hey, I want to go out and explore that. And you're going to get wet. I've had many times oh, totally. standing in frozen water in my, my regular tennis shoes. <laughs> it's, it's worth it, but, you know. Well, and you got to act on it then. You come back later that day or even the next day and it might be gone. Yep, I've had many times I've gone out. Like, even this morning, I went out because it's like, you know what? I haven't been out this week. Let's go. And it wasn't as exciting, but it's still cool to see. You know, I still skipped a rock across the ice. It was nice and clear. And it wasn't quite as exciting as other times, but still, you know, it was something different. Sure. It looks different every day. Every day I go out there, and it's different, which is cool. Totally. Totally. I hear you on that. Um, So... We, we've talked a lot about the different things we've seen out in the ice, but like where and when would you recommend people go to find ice stacks? And I know some photographers are kind of like anglers. They don't like to give away their spot. And I, I hear you on that. So you don't have to be too specific, yep, but you know, a lot of people ask, especially in social media, we've had a couple of like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea this existed. How can I go see it? You know, what would you well, uh, tell somebody that's wanting to go find the ice stacks? Well, to me, there's, you know, kind of two main seasons, I guess, two main months. Usually it's going to depend on the weather and the wind and how cold and all that. Um, started seeing ice, you know, in the last month, about a month ago. And as it gets colder, you know, you'll start seeing little bits freeze up. Not the whole lake will freeze up. And that's the that's the best time to do it is when the lake is not capped. And that wind will come through and kind of just break up that ice. The waves will break it up and then it'll push it to the sides. Now, depending on which way the wind's going is going to be where those piles of ice are. Me, I'm on the east side of the lake. So I hit some of the harbors, you know, um, Provo Harbor is a great one. I mean, you got a nice long shoreline there with uh, the jetty roads there. Sure. And that's, that's probably going to be my number one pick because you can get so close to it and easily and you get great views there and i've got pictures from 10 years ago clear out there of just huge piles of ice so you can always see it there it's great you got the river coming in so a lot of times it'll keep the water open there so that there is going to be some movement and you get so many different access points there at uh, utah lake state park that you know you can get you can look towards temp and get a totally different texture as you are on the south side looking towards the west mountain so it's great for all angles but that's probably gonna be my number one pick you said vineyard beach i've gone out there a handful of times and it's been great um but it's a little further to walk out to but mainly i look for the rocky rocky points rocky ledges um shorelines and like there is a lot of marsh so sure. those are the points you, you go to just because it comes that when those sheets of ice get pushed across the lake, they're going to hit that rocks and just start piling up versus if they go into the marsh, they may just, you know, 
push the marsh over and for do sure. weeding for us. So yeah, so the marinas um, are good spots because they all marinas are marinas are great spots. Um, I've been down on the south end a few times this year too, and you can see huge cracks and piles and all that, but it doesn't look near as exciting on the south end as it does on the east side here. So to me, anywhere you can get an access point on the east and even the north. Some I haven't really explored much like Saratoga Springs area, but I've seen some photos out there and great views too, especially for sunrise, looking towards Tombs and the rest of the valley. Well, for sure. But it's got a great backdrop. It's really just getting out and you can see them from a long ways away. So it's just getting the lake anywhere and just taking a look. But harbor's easiest to get to and you're right there. And the main thing is just be safe as if you are there and they start pushing up, it can... They can do what, like that guy said with his truck, where they came yeah, up and hit. Totally. But usually people are out walking on the ice, so you don't want to be on it while it's uh, starting to move. For sure. And it's interesting, too, like you mentioned, uh, that the stacks will kind of vary on weather and stuff. I always chuckle when people are like, well, where, where do I go? It's like, well... <laughs> anywhere <laughs> i mean where has the wind been blowing towards for the last couple of days that's your best bet <laughs> yeah i'll watch the wind patterns on the lake and it when it is blowing it doesn't all just blow one direction it's blowing many oh, different sure. directions totally and i'll watch the i was out shooting a time lapse eh, a couple of weeks ago and uh in 20 minutes the ice moved quite a bit and i had one of my sisters ask me she's like how many hours was that time lapse i'm like 20 minutes she thought it was hours when it was just a matter of minutes. Oh, really? And as it was pushing south, then I drove down closer at the south end, like Sandy Beach area, and it was too too packed in over there, so I couldn't see anything moving. But so same day, winds blowing strong, but I didn't see any movement in one place, but I did on another. But best times to do it are when the ice is not thick. Well, let me rephrase it. Not that it's not thick, but the whole lake isn't capped and solid you know we've got some weather that's into the teens today it probably won't move much because it's getting thicker but as it's forming in late fall and early winter and then spring when it's starting to melt off usually about like mid-february i think i'll start seeing it go and as it's melting then that wind's definitely going to push it but i I think you get more chances in the fall and early winter because it's going to keep refreezing versus fall or Spring is just going to melt and yeah, you wait too gone. long. It's gone. <laughs> yep. Then you're, then you got to wait till next year, but for sure. Now you've mentioned a couple of times, uh, time lapses. You're doing that. Do you have a preference between videoing? Oh, I guess video and or time lapse or photographing well, the ice axe. So I have multiple cameras, so I do a little bit of everything. So I have one that's strictly more for video because capturing that slow moving and the sound of it going when it actually is piling up, a time lapse, it just kind of, it's it's going too fast. It looks too, I don't know, it doesn't look right. It's still cool to capture so you can see what it can do in a real quick time. Um, but shooting video of it and hearing it too, it's just a crazy sound. And photos too, you know, while you're there and shooting time lapses, then you're just kind of waiting on the camera to do its thing. So I wander around and get different angles of the ice with a camera and just shoot some photos so, so you've got like two or three everything. tripods going and you're walking around oh, yeah. with another one <laughs> i i keep i keep included with my gopro and my camera or my gopro my phone and cameras that i just take in my lunch bag every day mm-hmm. i've always got at least five cameras with me <laughs> so it's like i know something's gonna happen i want to be prepared because there's nothing worse than when i'm shooting a time lapse one way and it looks cool and then something awesome's happening the other way and you're like i don't want to interrupt that but i still want to capture that for sure uh, so, totally. It, 
even a GoPro is a is a good option to have. So, so if somebody was wanting to capture like a good quality video of the ice stacks moving, we've talked a little bit about location, being aware of the weather and such. What what else do you think they need to be aware of, like equipment wise? You have recommendation. I mean, I know each each photographer's got their own personal favorite. You know, well, definitely definitely a tripod. I mean, there's the nice thing with that is that you're just going to eliminate the the wobble of you trying to hold it and and you don't have to stand there and hold it for 20 minutes (laughs) yeah exactly and and it might go on for quite a while so it just looks better if it's a nice stable even you could have it on a little gimbal or whatnot there's simple little ones even heck the new gopro's now got pretty good stabilization you don't need but just a tripod honestly um good tripod unless the wind's blowing make sure it's nice and held down and won't tip it over but a tripod with honestly any camera it could be your phone it could be a nice uh, expensive mirrorless camera digital slr whatever you, whatever your preference is um technology these days with everything they take a great image so uh tripod's the main thing cool and and, and gloves and boots you know just oh to for sure like we said getting wet cold. gets cold <laughs> <laughs> i mean ice is just awesome whether it's middle of the day watching it move or sunrise and sunset i mean having that reflection with the colors going i mean a few weeks ago i went out and captured it before the snow had even hit so you you get it when it's nice and clear you get that great reflection of the sky off of it oh for sure so it's also different times you know uh it recently snowed a little bit here so i don't think it looks as neat but it still looks cool i like it better when it's that crystal clear ice and thin sheets and that's just it. There's so many different, uh, different things, different ways that you're going to see it. So it's just getting out there multiple times. That's the main thing I'd say is don't just go out once. You can go out many times and it's going to look different every time. So another guest we have with us today is Jared Thomas. He's another local photographer. And yes, we'll make sure we share his social media profile in our podcast notes so you can check out his work as well. Um, and he is yet another uh, ice enthusiast. They love getting down there for pictures of the ice. And and Jared, frankly, I think some of yours have been really impressive lately. But shh, don't tell anybody. I, I don't want to play <laughs> favorites amongst the, the photographers. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, you, you all do some really great and amazing work. It's really uh really enjoyable for me to uh and our, and our staff here at the office to see the photos that the photographers catch down at the lake uh, but jared please you know welcome to the podcast introduce yourself to our listeners if you would sure um my name is jared thomas and i've lived in utah for um maybe 16 of the last 20 years uh, i live in vineyard um was previously in orem so I've been here a little bit and, you know, really I've only been doing photography for about three years. Um, and kind of previous to that, I was really, really focused on things that were not so outdoor. Um, but photography has been a means of getting out there and really exploring and appreciating all the natural beauty that we have, even just here in Utah County. And um, so it's been a really fun journey that I'm just really looking forward to starting the new year and uh, keep getting out there and getting some cool shots at some really amazing places. Now, Jared, you you mentioned three years you've been doing photography. Now, does that mean that because you've, you've won, I think you've won more than once, actually, in our annual photo contest, haven't you? I think it's twice yeah, so now you've won, I, I think. 
I've, I've entered twice and I've placed both times. Um, last year, I didn't, I just forgot. I forgot to submit. I'm not saying that I wish one, but <laughs> I forgot to submit. You're okay. And, it, we do get so, some duplicates, and sometimes even one person wins two prizes in one year. That happens. But I, I guess my, my point I was getting is you're, it was your first year starting photography that you won one of our prizes, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's really cool. So for those listening, you can tell Jared's got you know some good skills going on there. Uh, I think it's around that time that you joined the photo club as well. Was it? I think it was because of the the opening night gallery, wasn't it? That you met some of the photo club members. Yeah, um, I, I, I seem to remember having having gotten onto the photo club kind of around that time, and there's a ton of names there that I was able to put uh, faces. Oh, it's always good too. Together. That and names names to Instagram handles, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, that too. That was something I remember so from the very beginning in, in starting the club. Is was everybody? Oh, you're such and such. I didn't know that. So right. uh, it's really cool to see that it, it's been a good way for you to get involved. And I know that the photo club is really uh, a great experience for all involved. So we'll make sure we include that link as well in the podcast show notes. But Jared, if you would, uh, with today's topic of ice stacks, you know. When and where to find ice stacks? You know, we talk with a lot of people about there's really anywhere you can go. And I don't want to pressure you, as I don't the other photographers, to give up a secret spot if you've got one. But if if somebody were saying, hey, where can I go to get a good picture of the ice stacks? Where would you tell them to go? Yeah. So I, and, and a lot of folks have, have asked this this season, especially with kind of the photos I've been putting up. And and there is uh, something to that, which is say you know there's a lot of work that goes into scouting locations, visiting, um, finding a place, finding a composition, and and then frankly a lot of it is is also luck, because the ice changes so much from one day to another, and even at one location, the ice changes from morning to evening sometimes. So even if someone was to say, well, this specific spot you go there um you're not you're probably not going to see what the photographer before you saw um because of the change and because everybody brings their unique perspective and eye to that place that's a great point i mean even when you're standing there right next to a photographer at the exact same time you're going to be getting something different absolutely i mean you know folks will even just (laughs) the variation how close you are to the ice when you take the picture, how far you are, zooming, zooming in, zooming out, um, standing, crouching, getting down in your belly to really get something close and having that perspective. Um, all of that figures in. And so I, part of me doesn't even like to say, especially for a specific photograph, because um, maybe I was totally like in the weeds somewhere and and crouched down or or laying down and I mean, what am I going to tell them? Go to X place and uh, <laughs> find walk 10 paces and then get down on your belly and you're going to see this. Um, but that's, that's just to say that and make a general point. But bigger point is that the Utah Lake commission has a website as, as you're, you know, you run it, I'm sure you maintain it. Um, there there are 27 access points that are mapped out on the website. And what I tell folks is, you know, pick, pick a few of those access points and just ha- go have an adventure. You know, go explore. 
And for me, that's, that's the only way that I know where to go because I put in that time. And, um, but, I, but if I were to say anything any, any further, I would say um, I'm, I live on the east side and that's where, I, you know, east and south is where I spend most of my time. So um, that, that's, that's the best I could say because it just changes so much. It's a great point. And it's funny you mentioned about, you know, getting around in the weeds and things like that. I think I remember seeing, this was maybe a month ago, you posted on your Instagram a photo of uh, you and your, uh, your new muck boots and being, yeah, yeah, <laughs> being yeah. able to get out into the water uh, to be able to get shots. I mean, sometimes it takes that dedication. That's something we've heard from a lot of the photographers is you got to be willing to brave the cold. You got to be willing to get dirty sometimes um, and, and be willing to, to, like you said, I appreciate the the approach of it being an adventure, that it's not a... Well, you didn't get it this time, right? It's, you know, what can you get? Where, where can you learn? How can you approach it from a new perspective? And it's a, a great attitude, I think, in which to approach it, especially because, like you said, it, it can be so different each time. Um, and I, yeah. I think that's a that's a factor in one of the other questions I was going to ask you is your, uh, your preference between photo or video of the ice stacks. Because I know video is going to be very time sensitive, whether it's a sunset or if you're actually lucky enough to be there when the ice stacks are forming. Is that something you've even seen yet? Like actually as they're coming in on the shore? Not, not the larger ones. No, I, I posted a video on my Instagram feed this morning. Um, it's from two years ago mm-hmm. um, or two seasons ago. And it's not showing like big stacking, but it's showing the mechanism by which some of that stacking happens Oh, cool! on a very kind of small scale. Oh, sure. Like um, the thinner, like kind of piece of glass type ice stacks. Yeah. 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 Right. And um, so that's something that I, I would really like to see more of. Um, I have a feeling that there's a lot of like early morning and night activity that's going on. <laughs> Probably. There. And, and so like, I, I haven't really gotten into too much astrophotography to be out late at night, but maybe at some point I can combine these two interests and like go out for a Milky Way or, or, or some go. sort of a neb- nebula and then kind of jet, jet out to the lake and try to see if I can find some formations some winter. Um, but there's some, I, I sent some links, but there's some really cool time-lapse videos that are out there. Um, not a ton because I think it is kind of hard to, to pinpoint, you know, I think it's kind of hard to be there for it. Sure. Um, sure. but maybe you could link to them and there's, some, there's some fun stuff. Yeah. We'll um, definitely make sure we include but, the links and it, you're right. It's, it's a cool experience to, to be able to see it even in video from what it was or to be there yourself. So I guess, would you uh, then sway to uh, photo being your favorite right now? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, not only can I be there for that in a more, um, in a more predictable or controlled way, like I can, you can, you can pretty much tell an hour, hour two out, whether or not you're going to have the conditions that you like for a sunset. Mm-hmm. And those conditions can differ from one person to another, what they like to see. Um, but I can look out my window. Again, I, I live kind of close to the lake and I can say, yeah, yeah, I think, I think I'll go out for that <laughs> and give myself enough time, give myself enough time to get to uh, one of these uh, public points that I think um, is, makes the most sense in terms of, you know, with, whether it's sunrise or sunset, what I want in the background, what the clouds are looking like, because it is going to differ from 
one side to the other. And so I'm, I'm fortunate that I have that opportunity to kind of just look out my window and make a plan. And I have flexibility in my work schedule to be able to make that happen. So that helps a lot. And the thing about, I mean, the thing about that too is, um, and something I didn't realize until I, I kind of saw a few comments from folks, um, Bill Church photo on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, posted this really nice photo of some stacks from a few years back. And somebody commented about how they'd like to, you know, crawl on top of one of those. And he made a good point. He said, you know, they're kind of unstable and it might be kind of like, uh, Kind of like, uh, how do you put it, rolling around in a cement mixer with cinder blocks. Yeah. Uh, in other words, there's a lot of pressure and weight in these stacks. And if they're not stable, there's a lot of potential for for injury. Um, and that's a point that a, actually Utah Lake State Park Ranger made in one of the other articles that I, I emailed to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that these are these are dangerous uh, in when they get really big and when the the stacks or the the actual plates are really thick and heavy. Um, if they're moving in really fast, like if you catch it at that moment when they're building really quickly, um, I think in one of those stories there was a story about a person whose truck was almost severely like damaged yes. from yep. the ice encroaching on I've it. I've heard the story. So, you know, you just want to take normal, not only normal precautions when you're out on a, a lake with ice, but additional, if you see a lot of movement or hear things or, or feel that it's unstable, you know, just kind of steer clear. <clears throat> ice safety is very important. We've, we've made sure to bring that up in every one of the winter recreation episodes we've been doing on the podcast that, you know, it's good. It's beautiful. Can be fun, but definitely be making good decisions. So I appreciate you sharing that information. Why would you say you love Utah Lake? I love the versatility and the diversity of the lake. You can have a, a, a perspective facing in any direction, going all the way around sunset, sunrise, the incredible mountains that surround it on all sides. Um, it offers so much perspective. And I know that a lot of folks would, would like it for the, the ice fishing, for, for example, or, or not, you know, regular fishing or, um, jets or, you know, jet skis or all types of other boating, kayaking. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of, of all those things. But I really like to be here when the lake can be the setting for the nature that we have here that is just stunning. So it, it's really a, a wonderful vehicle for that. Well, thank you, Jared, for being willing to come on today and share with us your, your thoughts and your experiences down there. We really appreciate it. And, and we hope that, you know, as you mentioned, you're, you're down there right now today that you can get some some good shots uh, of the ice stacks again and we hope that anybody listening can really enjoy that experience as well so thank you jared if you heard something you liked in this episode please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review while you're at it take a second and share this episode with someone else you think would like it help us spread the word about the facts fiction and fun of utah lake you've been listening to utah lake 
facts, fiction, and fun. For more information and resources, visit utahlakecommission.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.